0: You're listening to Fuck's Given, the one where we
1: interview Ruby. Welcome to Fuck's Given. I'm Reed and I'm
0: Florence and we are on a mission to revolutionize the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy.
1: Ruby, you are a sex-positive educator, and you also That's work right. with charities. Yeah.
2: Well, I work for one sexual health charity that works with young people, um, but I do loads of work with adults now. So I'm kind of all about pleasure, porn, sex toys, body positivity. So I uh, co-founded a body positive life drawing class with my wonderful friend Rosie Um, and we it's called Body Love Sketch Club and we have both been life models for like over five years we get naked Mm -hmm. all the time uh, and we love it and it's really changed our relationship with our bodies and so we do a class where we pose but also everyone else who comes also poses. So, oh nice. Yeah, So so everyone's naked the whole time? So at the beginning it's just us naked yeah. and then we we do it in a way where it's really safe It doesn't feel like a competition of like the more positive you are the more naked you are Yeah um, But there are always some people who pose fully nude There are always some people who keep all their clothes on and yeah. then people in between And oh. you like get to keep the drawings that are of you It's like a really nice yeah So that's that's something I'm doing right now that I'm super proud of Oh
0: we need to go to that Yeah that sounds um, amazing So good.
2: Um, Yeah and then I just do lots of like events workshops panels, writey bits, all about fun mm. sex
0: stuff. How did you get into all this stuff? I've just always been really nosy about sex. <laughs> nosy yeah. <is> the
1: best <laughs> word. It's exactly what it is. It's like, yeah, just just nosy. I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. It's like, oh, hi, we've just met in Tesco's. Do you want to tell me what your like deepest darkest
2: secrets are? Because I'd love to hear them. Um, yeah, I just really like it. I yeah. didn't really realise that being a sex educator could be a job until mm-hmm. after I left uni and when i did realize it the penny dropped and i was like oh my fucking god i've been having these conversations for like years Mm. and whenever in like groups we start talking about sex or porn or wanking comes up my ears always prick up and i like want to keep the conversation going (laughs) on forever yeah and and?" now i found a thing where i can just talk about it all the time and no one thinks i'm a weirdo it's the best i know
0: (laughs) literally like this podcast is the best job ever
2: yeah well and also i think i love the sex positive community so much because you just meet like You guys as well. You meet people and everyone's just a complete nerd for sex. Yeah. No one's (laughs) chill when it comes to talking about sex or dating. Like everyone is so
1: on it. And everyone's (gasps) so different as well, which Mm -hmm. is what's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So what
0: do you think about um, the number and like the stigma attached to that?
2: I remember being at uni in like my first week and one of my best mates, like a girl who became one of my best mates, uh, told everyone that she slept with a certain number of people mm. and then confessed to me after that she had lied and she'd actually slept with like 25 people and Aww. she was so ashamed and, she, and so from now on, she was like 21 and she said from now on I'm only going to allow myself to sleep with like one person a year oh just so that God. the number what? stays down that would suck. Which would really suck. Like, imagine if you just picked one person at the start of the year and they were shit. And then you were like, well, yeah. I guess i just got to stick with this person if I want to, like, oh get laid God. with someone else. No. That's such a
0: strange way of looking at it. But that is, that is what the stigma does to people. It oh, really yeah. does. And, and there's such a different
2: version with young men and young women as well. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole body count thing is a real positive thing mm-hmm. for lots of young men and some young women as well. Yeah. Um, I... Personally, have always been really proud of the fact that I've slept with lots of people. Yeah, Yeah. I like. Yeah, I I stopped counting when I got to like Mm forty. And also, when you're in like sex party scenarios, it's really hard to tell who you've had sex with. (laughs) (laughs) How can you be like? I think (laughs) I had sex with ten people last night, and maybe it's like, how do you even? But but then also, like, how do you quantify that? Like if i'm in a room having sex with someone and there's someone who's like next to me mm. but i don't like touch their genitals but they're still kind of involved in they're still touching yeah. the genitals of someone else i'm touching like, <laughs> like they were in we, the we've all been in sex together mm. like it still kind of is a, a group shared experience yeah so if for me it was really liberating to be like okay goodbye to the number like yes. that no longer matters to me anymore yeah. um But I'm, like, a really happy slut, so it's nice for me to be, like... (laughs) But um, I really enjoy that I've made the choice to sleep with lots of people. Um, But then I've got mates who have slept with, like, very few people Mm -hmm. and really enjoy that, and that's where they get their empowerment from as well. Like, I love being naked. That's when I'm most confident. But for some other people, being clothed is the way that they get their power. And both of those, and, like, anything in between, should be really celebrated and really fine.
1: Fuck Uno. The first fuck... I have a few
2: different first times, Uh, so because I don't like the idea of virginity because Mm -hmm. it's not very helpful. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a first time I had like penetrative sex with a penis, yeah. But actually, I was sexual before that, Uh, yeah. And it's nice to sort of pinpoint all of those different moments. Yeah, really helpful. I was quite a nervous wanker as a teenager. I was brought up in like a completely non-religious environment there was no like going to hell because of your sexual sins <laughs> And yet still, as like a 12 year old, when I first started masturbating, I was convinced I was going to hell. Really? And it was like evil and dirty. I wrote, I, I would die with embarrassment if I found them now. But like I wrote in my diaries, like, I will not do that evil <gasps> thing again. Like oh I was really tormented by it. What, why? What, like, how and why? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think I was just so overwhelmed by something feeling that good in my body. Mm. I was like, this has to be bad, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, and, and also that no one was talking about it yeah no so one does I like again I had like a sex positive family but it was not a sex positive family that you would get in 2019 it was one in the early 90s yeah. where you wouldn't talk about that kind of thing mm-hmm. so I just I wish that someone had said to me you know it's normal if you want to masturbate and that, like that's nice because it feels really good yeah just giving someone the permission to like have a nice time with it is so important yeah so that was I had a kind of weird relationship with solo sex as a teenager mm-hmm. and I just with myself in general I don't like I don't know how old you guys were but I spent my whole teenage years rather than genuinely trying to enjoy myself just so desperate to be a character on Skins
1: Oh, I got obsessed with Skins. And just
2: live a Skins life. And I did a pretty fucking good job of being a Skins (laughs) character. But then I look back on it and think, I didn't really, I didn't have loads of fun, even though it looked fun, yeah. And I don't actually know how many of those decisions I made genuinely for myself. I was yeah. just so obsessed with like doing the things that you're like breaking the boundaries that you're meant to break. Everyone yeah. was obsessed. With-
1: I was obsessed with that oh, program. It, it came, came out at the, the worst time for me. Yeah, at the, uh, like our age. Because we, we were, I was like just,
0: just too young oh, to do shit. everything on there. Did you ever watch the film 13? Oh. Yeah. <gasps> See, oh, I this, was 13 this. when I watched that. Oh my God. So no it was way. really yeah. like life changing for me. So and like, this goes into mm, continuing on my journey of first.
2: Yeah. I didn't realise until literally last year, 2018, that the first sexual experiences I had were with women. Yeah. Because my because in my brain, like I just hadn't considered them a valued thing. Even um, with coming out and like being a happy, queer bi lady, I it was like i st- I'm still unearthing things of like, oh yeah, that was that was totally a thing. Okay, yeah. cool. Like I'm yeah. still yeah. I'm still sort of collecting all of those from my past. Um, but I went to a thirteenth birthday party of a really cool girl in my school, <laughs> who has a really cool name, but I won't say it. Um, and we, it was the first evening that I smoked a cigarette. Oh, it was. Yeah, I know. Skins. That's come quite- on. <laughs> it was. Skins. It was the first evening that I watched Thirteen. Oh. And then I remember, like half of us at the sleepover, all rolling around and kissing each other and touching each other, Whoa. and then like not and. Everyone else who was there kind of being there and witnessing it. Yeah. And then it was just never, ever spoken about again. Huh. My actual, I actually had penetrative sex with a penis owner for the first time. Penis owner. When I was 15,
0: Mm. Uh,
2: his parents didn't know I existed. Oh. And we, I kept my bra stayed on the whole time, which deeply upset me. Mm -hmm. It was like not how it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we had sex and it was kind of awkward and weird. And then... We finished having sex, and two minutes after, his mum called the house phone <laughs> and he spoke to her. And then he was like, Yeah, my mum's like five minutes away, so you should probably go. <gasps> and then oh, she and then just like sent me on my way and I walked home and I was like oh this feels fine right this feels fine this is what it's meant to, it's meant to be really good right <laughs> I feel great
1: this is okay yeah oh that's oh, so sad that's, yeah that is really brutal do you ever he, speak he, to him again
2: yeah no we were like dating oh. we'd been together for six months it was just what? one of those weird teenage relationships mm-hmm. where like he was super hot understand. but like you d- you don't really have anything in common. You're just like dating because yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So that was may- maybe it, that's why I focus on all the other ones because that was a bit of a yeah, sad one. <laughs> that is yeah,
1: sad. but then that that shows that everyone it doesn't have to be this magical, wholesome, no, virginity losing so experience with sparkles and romance. It doesn't have to be like that. Fuck two, the last fuck.
2: So the last time I had sex was two days ago, mm-hmm. which was my anniversary. <gasps> oh, of what? Um, so me and my partner have been together for a year. Cute. Mm-hmm. Which a year feels a bit lame, like teenage. Like oh my god, <laughs> no, but, it isn't. But it was a really nice thing to celebrate. Like this it is. year's gone so fast,
1: and like we're just super into each other yeah that's lovely i say celebrate fucking anything like anything to give you guys a a positive experience if it's your fucking one day anniversary one month anniversary one year hell yeah if that means you're celebrating each other and i don't like putting
2: too much pressure on them but what it's nice to have an excuse to like go for a nice drink have a nice evening together it's not like you need to throw loads of money on it and like stress about yeah no, like
0: loads of presents or like whatever but did you get presents? You're looking at me like, we, like, we did presents. Nah, we made each other cards. Aww, we just did like a little... Cute. Yeah, that's, little
2: thing. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. it was nice. Uh, but we had some fucking great sex. Yeah,
1: yeah. and
2: it was yes. one of those things of like, you know that you're gonna put the extra effort in for... It's like, yeah. okay, we don't wanna <laughs> let the side down. Like, let's bring it all out. What so happened? So I... So he went down on me for ages, which was just mm. lovely <laughs> and something... You kind of ebb and flow in sex. And so for a while... Yeah. I I wasn't super into people going down on me, and I'm like just starting to remember how great it is and be like, oh, okay, cool. Let's let's just do this loads now. Um, (laughs) So that happened for a while, and then he fucked me, and I came, and then I fucked him, and he came. And it was a lovely lovely. sexual experience.
1: That was great. That's nice. That just sounds like so, it sounds so perfect. Yeah. So he
0: fucked you first, and then you fucked him. What do you mean by that? So I
2: fucked him with a lovely, pink dildo which is Mm, one of my favorite sex toys I own um have you pegged anyone before like done like anally things on other people no Oh, I've I've done anally anally things yeah okay get a finger in there because it's the fucking best (laughs) I love prostate shit so much (laughs) I love prostate shit I'm I'm really jealous that I don't have a prostate yeah in it I mean Mm. we have a g-spot but it's a very different feeling yeah Mm -hmm. I just like that there's like something up in there and I think sometimes I get a bit proud if i sleep with people who haven't had any like prostate stuff before because i'm like Mm. i know what i'm doing i'm gonna break my mind (laughs) um but i just think it's really fun and especially for people who don't sleep who are like men who don't sleep with men
1: Mm -hmm.
2: a lot of the time it's this thing like whole other aspect of their sexuality that they've just not engaged with and not explored and fair enough if it's not your thing but i would recommend everyone to try it like on your own before you do with a partner to see if it's something that you like yeah um but it can be really fun and it's just really i find it deeply like empowering and hot yeah fucking someone's ass i I love it
0: i once had a date where it was just like a i think it was just like okay cupid date or something (laughs) and on the date the guy told me that he owned a bullet vibrator that he used on his prostate like really randomly mm-hmm. in the first date, and I didn't really know what to think about at the time because I never really heard, like I just didn't really know what guys did with their prostate.
2: My worry would be that if he was using it internally, if the bullet didn't have a flared base or something, it's really easy. Once you kind of um, relax an ass enough, like yeah. it will take a lot and it just swallows things up and so it's really important to be safe and not use something that has like
1: no flared base and can just like go up there oh my god guys it's really important i mean you can just poo it back out again because i've done that i've done that before have you yeah you you just i mean it takes a while because you're obviously stressing that you've lost something in your bum but i mean you run the risk of pooing it in the toilet and then it's if it's not how long
0: was whatever you put up there in there for (laughs)
1: I mean, I mean, things will naturally come out. Surely, eventually, over time. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. I, I don't get, think it's
2: a guarantee. Like I a know, I've got a mate, a mate of mine who's a doctor, oh, works fuck. in A and E. This is like the most other. He's seen lots of people come in who mm-hmm. just have other things like up their asses and need yeah. them taken out. Yeah, um, and like have tried to get them out themselves and can't. Oh, but shit. the most extreme one, and I love this story, is that a guy walked into A and E, and he had travelled there. On the bus, uh-huh. he had an entire butternut squash up his arm. Oh, no what?
1: My... That's what? Huge! How? It's so big! So How? head-worthy. And he got the bus. Ah, <laughs> that bit really upsets me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God!
0: Did it... oh, there must be all sorts of problems after that. I know. Well, maybe
2: there isn't because actually there are toys that are that big, and yeah. you just need to really yeah. ease into it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fuck three
0: the best fuck
2: uh the best sex i've ever had yeah. uh i was thinking about this last night uh when i was doing a life modeling session Ooh. and i got really turned on because <laughs> i was trying, I just it started it like just i ended dripping. up doing like a
1: show reel of like
2: what was like what are the best? How, how do I choose this? And then realized it was not the appropriate space to do that. You
1: life modeling at the time, naked. Yeah, you get yeah which is a naked leg, space but not a sexual space. Uh, legs
2: closed. I'm a classy lady. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> just thinking like i'm throbbing. not
2: <laughs> i'm bomber. actually I'm, I'm not a classy lady but i wouldn't go i haven't gone like full vag in a life modeling <gasps> class before. get me there yeah. i'll go full,
1: full vag oh i will do, i ha- my vag i have
2: done before but yeah. in like a with mates oh uh, yeah not like no, no, no. not like hey you booked me for a standard life modeling class <laughs> say Hello. hi to my
1: genitals uh, watch it grow and pulsate and drip <laughs> <laughs> no they were they were closed um I said they, like the legs
2: and the labia and the um, non
1: gendered vagina. Yeah.
2: So I have been lucky and I've had a lot of really good sexual experiences. Uh, One that comes to mind, which was great because Mm -hmm. it was so surprising, was the first time I had sex with my current partner. Uh huh. Which is not something I would expect to say. Yeah. Because first, I've always been a huge believer in like first time sex is not good Mm -hmm. when, like, with a new partner it can be fine but you kind of need to get over the hurdle and then the next
1: time you fuck it like you'll know each other's bodies and it will be cool Um, I mean I just feel like like, that's virginity right because we we have the same thing our best experiences are with our long term partners uh Mm -hmm. and I think that that's probably what makes it long term right oh so what the first time you fucked your partners you were like Great. Th- that was a- that's my best sex story is the first time i fuck my oh that- oh snap <laughs> yeah. well, t- well, all yeah. of us we're three of us florence as well that's
2: cool yeah oh i was i thought that i was the odd one out but i feel no. like really
1: welcomed here guys. yeah, yeah it's my you. best story welcome Welcoming at the same time i mean not like a ritual like some hazing fucking ritual welcome to fucks given come <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. i don't want to be hazed <laughs> Don't make me do I don't this. know, I don't man. Do I've got it. Sabrina in my mind.
2: Tell us about tell us about your time. So it was I think what was so nice was it was really refreshing to be I'm all about communicating what you want to do and what you want done to you in sex. Uh for me personally, I'm super into that in theory. But when I get turned on, I actually become quite nonverbal, and I can't mm. string a sentence together. Huh. And so it's quite hard Same. for me to then. I'm I'm working on it a lot more now. And actually, yeah. the other day, um, a partner like congratulated me on like being able to <laughs> tell them what I wanted to do, <laughs>
1: um, which feels that's like so really supportive. primary school
2: level of encouragement. No, that's <laughs> like, important. well then, you communicated your feelings. <laughs> uh-huh. Feelings, I'm good with actually. Like, I can talk about feelings forever. Um, but I don't expect people to know how my body works straight away in the same mm-hmm. way that I like other people shouldn't expect me to know theirs yeah. but it, what was so refreshing was that my partner we like it was the first date we went on and we went back to his place and then started to have sex and what was so so lovely is that he knows exactly what to do with his hands in terms of making me squirt which on the first time oh like mattress sodden wow yeah are you a natural squirter before then yes i have been only over the last like couple of years have i Mm. got into it more um but a lot of i've not been able to make myself squirt before Mm -hmm. which i really am looking forward to the moment when i can do that yeah Uh, but a lot of the time people can be quite nervous about about like going pretty hard inside someone's vagina Mm -hmm, which i understand but actually in order to make me squirt like you need a lot of fucking pressure and a lot of things to be going on in there for Mm -hmm. it to happen um and so it was super nice to like have that experience of some of just someone being like oh you know my body shit okay i'm just gonna like lie back the whole time we were fucking that's i basically so was good. just like lying back i had my hand over my mouth for most of it because i was just like i don't know what to do
1: I'm really surprised. This is amazing. <laughs>
2: um, and we also like rolled around and did lots of other things as well but i think that was like we've had a lot of good sex mm. since then it hasn't like declined <laughs> <I> <laughs>
1: that's promise. good
2: just got um, better. <laughs> yeah and then yesterday when i was life modeling i had one very vivid image that made me very happy mm-hmm. which was me at a play party i get quite uh I'm quite greedy sometimes in terms of sex (laughs) and also like I get a little bit like competitive in a okay in like a kind of like yeah I fucking beat you bit away (laughs) um and I remember being at this play party last year and there was this fucking super hot girl who was like incredible and we'd like seen each other at the start and i think in like a smaller intimate play party you kind of m- meet lots of people and you definitely make eye contact with being like "We, <laughs> i'll see you in an hour <laughs> yeah we were gonna I know fuck you down yeah. um but there had been a couple there was like one room and there were about like 10 15 people in there and a couple of people had like been going down on her and she was into it but like not she was like fine and all of them were men Mm-hmm. And then there was like a little bit of a break from that, and some other things were happening. And then we started hooking up, and mm-hmm. I and it was a sexual experience where like I wasn't touched at all. I was just like giving pleasure to someone, yeah. and I went down on her and made her come so hard, like explosively. <laughs> and I just remember being in between her legs and being like, all the men before who tried to make <laughs> her come are watching me do this right now, and I am a goddess, and everything is great. <laughs> so I feel kind of bad because I I did that for her. Yeah. But I also kind of did it for me and being like oh, nice. this is like this is goals. like a really special thing. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm proud of myself I right now. I own this room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was
1: totally that. Fuck four. The worst fuck.
2: So I have had a couple of times which have not been very fun worst times. But they are in the past now, so we don't need to talk about them too much. Um, I've, like, processed them, and I think now I'm in a really good place where, like, I can talk about sexual assault and, like, what it's like to be on the other side of that in a positive way rather Mm -hmm. than, like, when it feels really bad.
1: Yeah. You're not a victim, you're a survivor. Yeah, exactly. Mm
2: -hmm. Badass survivor warrior lady is kind of how I think of it with me, which is good. Yeah. Um, But I have had a couple of funny worst ones. Mm hmm Let's go with this one. I, a couple of years ago, my one of my best mates was living in Prague and I went out to visit her for the weekend and was not expecting to have sex because mm-hmm. she was with a boyfriend and I didn't realise until like right up to the last moment that they had decided that they could kind of be open.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but we went out and she's very glamorous, quite like high maintenance and like goes out to like fancy clubs. It's not (laughs) something I normally do. But I put on a pair of heels for her and we went out. uh, And then got chatting to these, this group of guys. And she was chatting loads to the person who was like really, really, really hot. And I remember before I realized that she was in there for herself, I remember sort of being annoyed and being like, why are you like, come on, give this to me. Like he's super hot. All of his other mates are like not, what I'm looking for (laughs) come on hand him over my way Um, and then and then I clocked I was like oh okay so my best mate is hooking up with one of these guys and I'm staying on her sofa so either like I could go home on my own but then like they're having very loud sex in a very thin wall like in the other room or I bring back one of the other guys and in the end I was like fuck it I'm just I'm pretty drunk as I am like let's just carry this on Mm -hmm. and so one of the guys came back with me and it was all like really fun and funny and silly and the four of us were like hanging out and having a couple of drinks and then my friend goes to the room next door and throughout the rest of this encounter, I can hear her having like some of the best sex of her life. Oh my God. She's like having a whale of a time. It's all going so well and then me and this guy are left alone in her like kitchen living room God. and... It was, it was not awful. Um, one thing that really stuck with me is when we took our clothes off, he had the worst tattoo I've ever seen <gasps> in my life.
0: Oh no, what his, was like, it? On his like
2: groin area. I don't think she can say. It was big. No, 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 it was big and it was a dragon. But it was like the worst. It was, it was such a bad tattoo. Oh like you God, could, and I'm like, no. I've got some... Tattoos that some people might think are pretty shit, but I love them. But this, you couldn't look at that and not think it was a shit tattoo. So I was like, God. oh, great. Now I'm just feeling like more ashamed of myself. And then we had like sloppy, sloppy, drunk, shitty sex, like trying to be a bit porny, which I'm never super into, especially yeah. on a one like stand. I was like, come on, I'm not into like fucking you on a kitchen table, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no chemistry. No. And then. We and then I don't really know how it happened, but we then got into a very heated argument about feminism. Huh. <laughs> what? And the whole time no. I was like, "Why are we talking about this? I don't want to do this." And this now, is... and like he and then suddenly was like, "Oh, you're not like a fucking feminist, are you?" Oh forgot
1: god! What, what do you mean the... by that? Yeah. yeah. So we, then, were so you then fucking at the time?
2: When we were. We it? were. He was inside me when we started <gasps> this. No yeah. way. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I kind of got off, and we started ha- continuing this like conversation. That then turned into a full argument. Jesus! All the time, my mate's Fuck. fucking next door, and then he was like, "Well, I think that we should stop doing this." And I was like, "Yeah, I think we should too." Yeah. And he was like, "Can can you wank me off, and then I'll go home?" <gasps>
1: oh my god! The cheek oh of it! Oh my and god! Like, no, "What? F- of course Who not! Who is this I'm not, guy I'm not doing that?" And he was
2: like, "Well, otherwise, I'm just going to go home and wank
1: anyway." And I was like, "Well, fucking do that!" Yeah, like, I'm not. Like, <laughs> what? Would you is actually happening? want a feminist touching his penis anyway? Like fucking hell! <laughs> I know. So I
2: I didn't leave that situation feeling particularly bad, but he left and I was like, why, where the fuck did that come from? And why? And this is why I do not hook up with guys in like kind of wanky clubs
0: because it
1: turns out they're all the worst. Other (laughs) than the one that my mate pulled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Most of them wanky. Well, actually, you know, it's just people. People are wanky. That's true. You have to find them, whether they're in a fancy club or not. Yeah. They could be in a cool club and they could still be wanky. That's very true. That's true.
0: (laughs) Buck number five. The Buck That Changed Me. I love this story. And this
2: was, this out of all the questions you asked, this was the one question that I, like, didn't have to think about at all. Because really? I talk about this encounter a lot. Okay. So, I, when was it? It was, like, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the summer. Mm-hmm. I love London Pride so much. It's one of my favourite days of the year. Every year, like, I just have a great time. It's like, so many friends, my community, everyone is Mm -hmm. just, like, out to have a good time. This was a really special Pride for good and bad reasons. The bad reasons were that the Orlando shootings had just happened. Mm. And also, it was the day after the Brexit vote had been announced. Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm sorry to bring that up on this podcast, because I realise that's the least sexy thing in the world. My (laughs) vagina shrivel. I know, I'm like, dry, done, (laughs) nope. Uh so yeah that so but I think because of that pride happened and everyone came out that day and it was sunny and everyone was like we are going to fuck all the negative stuff and just have mm-hmm. a whale of a time. Yeah. Um and that was good because it was also my birthday. Oh, oh no way. Yeah. So I was there with lots of mates it was like a really lovely time and then I towards the end of the evening uh, a guy who I was dating came along as well. Um, and mm-hmm. he bought his girlfriend who I'd not met before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd known that he was poly. This was the first person that I dated who was like poly and non-monogamous and kind of opened my eyes to that being a yeah. uh, like, possibility for people and ultimately for me. Um, and so the sex that we had that night was uh, on my birthday, on Pride, my first threesome and my first time fucking a woman.
1: Oh. And
2: it was, I remember it happening and just being like, oh, this is really good. Like, <laughs> yeah, with all the stars aligned to allow me to have this? <laughs> yeah, and obviously, birthday ever. Yeah, best birthday <laughs> ever. Um, it was really nice, like, having sex with a woman. And, like, that was, I mean, when I say sex, it was sort of, I'd had experiences before, but this was, like, the most seal the deal, like, you fucked a woman experience yeah. that I'd had to that point. Um, and that was all amazing and really fun and like really lovely to roll around with them. And threesome sex is so different to like two people mm-hmm. sex. Like yeah. a lot of the time, I think people mistake what a threesome is meant to be like, and that like everyone must be doing something at all times. Mm-hmm. And like threesome etiquette, I could talk about for ages. Um, but the thing that really changed me mm-hmm. was waking up in the morning and being hungover and happy and all like like sex drunk and all these good things, and then the two people who were next to me in bed started having sex and (laughs) Uh I witnessed these two beautiful people who were so in love with each other having sex and I was a part of that and also not a part of that and it Mm -hmm. felt like such a huge gift to be able to witness that and Mm. like how many times do people genuinely get to see say that they've like watched two people having sex or fucking with that intimacy and beauty, yeah. not through porn, like actually just be there and hold that space with them. Yeah.
0: Um
2: and I think that was something that was one of the final pieces of the puzzle for me in terms of non monogamy and like mm. understanding how that can work and that it's super beautiful to like watch that and it's super beautiful to like be one of the people who's fucking and other people there like witnessing it. It like it kind of just opened up my boundaries and what I considered yeah. like
1: usual in terms of sex does that yeah. make sense yeah that's amazing because it's like it, it's <laughs> you're not...
2: both looking at me like really stunned
1: <laughs> no, that, that's i feel incredible. like i've been like
2: preaching profound <laughs> sexual <laughs> i like, was just
1: like i never never thought that you could have a like mm. a sexual experience well, a sexual experience but you're not part mm. of that sexual experience it's like you're watching it even though you are a part of it and of yeah. course you're a part of it yeah yeah, and it wasn't even that I was like
2: oh that's so fucking hot I'm gonna like touch myself and be I was yeah. just like you two love each other and you look beautiful and I want to watch you loving each other and yeah. looking beautiful mm. and how did it you make know. you
0: like feel seeing that like what, what was going through your like mind at that time
2: I think at the very beginning there was like a split second of like oh god I'm not involved in this and this is terrible and they don't want me to be here but then yeah. very quickly from the way that it was all communicated in there that's not what it was about it was just like a love we were all like sleepy and cuddly and then that started happening and it just became really natural and organic
1: yeah
2: um and I think I was just really in awe of what was happening and Mm -hmm. then remember walking home and just being like fuck that was really important yeah Yeah.
0: sounds really because it's like
2: non-monogamy is not easy and like polyamory I've tried polyamory before and maybe I will again but for me at the time it was not the right thing to do um and it did not end well um Um, relationships are complicated anyway exactly in
1: polyamorous relationships but
2: I think an error that lots of people go into when they think about non-monogamy is just thinking like it's just polyamory that's the only option and what polyamory is is what these like these few books or podcasts tell you it is and for lots of people that works amazingly well and is a really beautiful thing um but i guess i like the word queer because it leaves it up to you to define what that means Mm -hmm. rather than gay bisexual like all great terms yeah but queer has a bit of ambiguity to it yeah or can do and non-monogamy in the same way can have that ambiguity so like by identifying as non-monogamous i get to define what that looks like and and that gets to be a fluid thing Mm -hmm. it's not just like i'm poly so i've got like lots of romantic and sexual partners and this is the way it goes like my relationship to non-monogamy is different mm. to anyone else's relationship to yeah. it.
0: For
1: fuck's sake.
0: This week's question from our listeners is, I haven't had sex in nearly half a year. And most of that was because I started seeing someone I, and I really liked them. And I wanted him to wait and he was patient. But then he flew away and ghosted me out of nowhere and i really really want to have sex like now i'm gagging now i'm on tinder and bumble and can't find anyone worth my pussy what do i do where else can i go
1: wow that confidence is pretty amazing yeah there's a lot going on in there yeah i mean
2: i hope you're already doing this but Mm -hmm. i would say like just wank a lot as (laughs) as you're doing as you're looking for this because sometimes you can get kind of like when you start to just think with a dick or a pussy of like oh my god must have sex we'll have sex with anyone who's here like you you can have sex with yourself and it can be like a cool empowering amazing experience yeah um that might not be the solution for you but it might help you to Mm. be more selective or not even selective but just more like honest to what you want yeah like if you're then also looking for other partners.
0: Yeah, I partly chose this question because she mentioned Tinder, and I saw on your Instagram yeah. stories recently you had a little drama with <gasps> Tinder. Thanks for bringing that
2: up. <laughs> I, think I should be screaming about this all the time. Tinder's fucking blocked me, and I'm really pissed off about what, it. Why? Right. Also, the irony of this is that I met my current partner on fucking Tinder, huh? And now they've blocked me. So we flew to, flew, we were in New York last year. Mm. um, And when we got there, we like settled in and we're like, okay, should we change our like dating profile so that they're all photos of the two of us? And then we're just like, no pressure, but we'll see if anyone like wants to hang out while we're here. Um, And I used a photo that's really, really cute. That's of me and my partner. And we had a bleaching your pubes and armpits party. Huh. Um, Amazing. <laughs> a couple of months ago. What? Wouldn't yeah. you
0: actually recommend bleaching your
1: pubes. Okay. Oh. The
2: dye washes out really quick and then it just looks like blue rinse.
0: Huh. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. Um, but the armpits were fun. But so we did that with some friends and then we had enough bleach left to dye my partner's hair. And there's a really nice photo of me topless, like yeah. dyeing his hair. Um, And we're both, like, kind of smiling and looking at each other. And it's, it's like, really cute and tender and sweet. And I've got emojis over my nipples. So it's not naughty yeah um, but i used that as one of the photos and then tinder yeah. blocked me from they didn't it. like it they didn't like it and then this year i tried to get it again and they blocked me again oh for fuck's sake so i'm and the thing that's so sad is that i would be like i'm a fucking brilliant asset to tinder like <laughs> yeah. i am ethical and really down to fuck and quite slutty like that's what tinder needs yeah. to satisfy the people on tinder are people like me. And not Stupid fake as well. Tinder. And not fake. So if you're out there Tinder, like invite me fucking back because yeah. I'm really good at Tinder. Tinder's like one of my favourite apps. Yeah. Um, but but this, this
0: girl can't find anyone on Tinder.
2: So I would recommend for this girl, mm. don't like... Download all of the apps if you want to, but then find one that suits you and Mm. just stick to that rather than hopping from one to another. It kind of you need to have a little bit of tunnel vision with that.
1: Yeah, there is an
2: app called Pure, which is Mm. for more casual sex, it's designed for like hetero people, but it's a little bit more like grinder in Mm. the sort of like casual sex thing. So, if you want to, if what you want is to like have sex and it be no strings, yeah, have a look at that and see if you like it. Mm. Um, and then have a look at other apps because there are different people on all of them but do just pick one and be honest about what it is that you're looking for Mm -hmm. and that might be like i want to fuck you once and i don't want to speak to you again yeah but maybe don't say it in those words Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and then uh it might be like i'm down for like dating but i'm not looking for anything serious like find what you want and then word it in a way that's like Uh, palatable for that app but without lying about yourself yeah
1: it could also be that this girl might be coming on too strong i've done it in the past Mm. where i've just been really honest and i just want to fuck and it scared a lot of people Mm. away and it could could scare away some men if they are genuinely looking for something more than a fuck or you know men the majority of men enjoy a chase and they want to you know, chase after you and, and they want it to be a little bit like oh she's a bit cooler than me she's not replying because it's exciting and girls like that as well but yeah. you know we do like yeah. a bit more comfort it's just
0: sod's law as well isn't it that when you really want something you're not going to find it yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it just ha- it happens that way all the time when you're not looking for it you'll find loads of sex yeah but when you really want sex you're not going to find it anywhere yeah, that's true. It's, it's
1: focusing your attention on anything if you are obsessing about it and focusing you're counting down the days like that every day you don't have sex rather than just being like, oh, a week's gone past or oh, a month's gone past. It's not a big deal. Especially if you're that horny as well. And all you can think about is fucking, that would be like, yeah. I'd say
2: do like be selective, but continue with dating apps because I think that's a really good way to like get laid, get a date, whatever. And also being like, there is some privilege there in that for the majority of women, it is easier getting a date and getting laid on dating apps. But then, yeah. at the same time, really invest in like invest in time, maybe even financially in the solo sex you're having. So like treat yourself, and if you have if you're able to, uh, like invest in a toy that you've wanted or that you've been curious about, or mm-hmm. like have a have a think about ways that you would like to change or like alter the way that you masturbate, and think about sort of that being something exciting, not that being something that's like oh god, I'll do this
0: until I have sex mm-hmm. with a real person. Mm-hmm. Really good advice.
1: Fucking hell. So to round up the show, we always ask our listeners, what is their worst story? And we have a little discussion about it. Florence, hit that shit. Okay, today it is, it's a short one. I was having beautiful, passionate,
0: lovely sex when a guy asked if he could come in my ear. And then there's a lot of like... Ooh! Eh, 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 emojis. He must have an
1: ear fetish. I, I get people asking me for ear pics. Ear pics. Oh. Really? Yeah. Let's see your ears. They're massive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that Reach has got massive ears. I
1: got oh, massive. Got, um, you've got
2: nice ears.
1: Thank you. I used to They're hate my ears when I was younger.
2: I'd kind Uh, of be into doing foot fetish stuff at some point because I think I'm a bit tickly but I could overcome it but I think I've got quite nice feet Mm. um but (laughs) is I'm not sure like all about feet I I, know I'm I'm into people being into my feet as well um i'm into all of it <laughs> i think i'm even into guy's
1: feet at this moment but, ear, nice. but what about ears? What okay it
2: yeah, is right my first of all <laughs> i'm going health and safety like surely come into ear is like come good. travels fast come can tra- like ejaculation can be like up to 27 to 30 miles an hour
0: whoa you'd have an ear block And it's all sticky and like, how do you get that out? That doesn't
1: come out like water does. You'd have to shower and like rinse your ear. Thing is, we shouldn't shame this person for having an ear fetish. It's just the way he did it was probably she or whoever well, more like uh-huh. more likely a man because was ejaculating <laughs> it's quite hard for a woman um, um i would be you know what though that's so true though because i if you
2: if that was a story when it was like can i squirt in your ear i'd be like oh that's hot
1: yeah really i think it, so i feel like you have to prep though maybe not just the moment just before you ejaculate like can i come in your ear you have to have a conversation yeah, about kinks and come. fetishes yeah. before
2: you are in sex mode yeah like, because that's
0: really surprising yeah. like you would not be expecting that like, maybe tits, mm. face, back, whatever. But bum, I think a question like that not in sex, is.
2: even if it's not intentional, is quite manipulative because you're in a position where you're already being sexual. Yeah. And like, me not being as verbal when I'm having sex. Like, if someone asked me a question like that, I'd be like, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, I, don't I don't know how to do yeah. anymore.
0: What? I think I'd be exactly the same. Mm. And if it's like a one night stand or whatever, and you, want, you don't have confidence to really talk to that person. It would have you just be like, okay, well, there's a need. Two- Sorry, if you do want to, if you haven't had that
2: conversation before, mm. then what you need to do is pause the sex mm-hmm. to have that conversation mm-hmm. and then start again, exactly, rather than like carrying on fucking and it being sort of like something that is muddled up in yeah. between, like have a break and yeah. like. The sexual chemistry does not die when you have a break. It really fucking pisses me off when people are like, condoms ruin the moment, and you can't like. Oh, oh they If really they were they, they ruin don't. the moment
1: that bad, then you're not trying hard enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I love it when a guy's like like putting on a condom. It's almost like he's ready to fuck. Yeah. I'm like yeah. so down with that. It's like, and he's being safe. <laughs> How sexy <laughs> is that? It's sexy. But the yeah. people at the um at, in Jamaica at the swingers resort, mm-hmm. when both of them said, "Oh yeah, well, I don't know if we should go to the the playroom because they might not have condoms." I was like, oh my god, I'm so wet. You want to go to your room because you've brought condoms? Like, I am down. that's great down,
2: but... There are a couple of like play spaces I've been to before when it's not just condoms. Like, people come with a rucksack and yeah. they're like, I got all my kit. I'm just gonna lay it out here. Oh we, my god, like, do whatever, peruse it. anything that you'd like to try. So like, it's, it's so. I think the sex positive community is nerdier than most people. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. would expect.
1: The more you bring, the hotter it is. It's like I'm prepared. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I know what this should be. Full look. suitcase. Like yeah. 30, 30 kilograms or <laughs> like, little pounds, how much it is. Like one of those makeup bags that just like flip out. And <gasps> out. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ruby, for joining us today. You've Thank been you. incredible. How yeah. can our lovely listeners find you? Mm-hmm. So
2: on Instagram, I am Ruby Rare. And on Twitter, I'm underscore Ruby Rare. I'm trying to give my Twitter a little bit of love a little bit more love yeah. right now yeah, um, especially
1: because Instagram's fucked because Instagram is a scary yeah, we'll place to be right yeah, now
2: Jesus um, yeah. yeah and I am running an event which is Ruby Rare's Guide to Sex Toys on the 7th of February it's Slightly. in London it's in a wonderful queer pub uh, and we're going to be talking about how to find toys that are right for your pleasure yeah. um, so if you're interested in that um, I'll give you guys the link to the event right but come along it's going to be really fun Woo. That sounds so what's good? it called
1: if people want to look it up it's called Ruby Rare's Guide to Sex Toys perfect <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much my dear I hope you have lovely Thanks. wonderful sex yes. from now on oh don't worry I from will forever and ever forever <laughs> and until ever
0: until 85 ever. and 100 <laughs> yes <laughs> oh and could everyone please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review
1: and rate us five stars because we're amazing And <laughs> so sorry if you, if uh, Instagram has been taken down because it's been taken down and then it came back today and then it got removed so if it's back okay. hallelujah we beat the system yeah we well, we'll beat it. We'll beat it. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.